amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what are you reporting? Uh, I got a strange going on out here. Something just killed my dog. Something killed your dog? My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn, I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence, and he was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. Nine one one. What are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something. everybody, this is Les Stroud. Yes, yes, I know. A.K.A. Survival Man. And you're listening to Brian on Sasquatch Odyssey. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Sasquatch Odyssey. Thank you guys so much for clicking play. It is Sunday. This is a bonus show. I hope you guys have had a great week. We've got a great guest lined up for you, but as always, I want to start by inviting you. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. You can get me at brian at sasquatchodyssey.net. If you haven't already done so, go over to Patreon and check us out, Sasquatch Odyssey on Patreon. You can become a member there and help support the show. As I said, we've got a great guest lined up for the bonus episode. This is the episode I post over on Sundays on the Paranormal Odyssey. We've got a great guest over there this week. Her name is Lorna Reynolds. She's a psychic medium. She owns the Chase Manor 
up in New York City. You can check it out on Facebook. I've linked to the Facebook page, her page, and the page for the Chase Manor over there. I guess you guys heard in the intro, Les Stroud dropped in to say hello and open up the show. We've got that show coming out for you guys on Friday. I had an amazing time with Les. For the Patreon members, we're going to have the video posted over on Patreon. If you're a member over there and supporting the show, you'll have access to the video interview with Les. But everybody else will get the regular audio over here on the regular feed. So if you're interested in seeing Les and me interact on the Zoom call that we had during the interview and not just the audio, go over and check out Patreon and sign up for a tier and get access to that video and other videos. We're doing video interviews in addition to the audio and posting them over there on a regular basis for the Patreon members. That said, we do have a great guest on the show on Paranormal Odyssey, and again, I'm sharing it over here for you guys. I enjoy posting these over here. Some people like them, and here it is for you guys. I hope you enjoy the show, and as I said, go ahead and check out the show next week. We will have Les Stroud over here, the Survivor Man. But for now, I'm going to stop talking, let the music play. You guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. my guest tonight, Lorna. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I've been super excited to talk to you and I'm, I'm glad that you're taking time and I appreciate your time for coming on the show. And I want to get right into it. I want to talk about the Chase Manor tonight. But before we get there, let's talk about you. For folks who don't know who you are, please explain how you got into this paranormal thing and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and we'll, we'll move on from there. Okay, I'm Lorna Reynolds. I'm actually a psychic medium and uh, a hypnotist. So this is uh, what I've done for years. And being involved with the paranormal, it's just a natural. It has come firsthand all the way up through growing up as a child. And it's just kind of like followed me. So it's just my thing. <laughs> Everybody's got to have their thing, right? And this is Lorna's thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're we're here to sort of talk about not only your personal experiences, but the experience of being the owner of the Chase Manor. So again, for the audience who's not familiar with the Chase Manor, would you sort of give us a little history and take us back to how it came to be and then how you came to be the owner there? Yeah, and we're going to start with the, the whole how I became to be the owner. Uh, I moved to, I lived down in Tennessee for over 30 something years. I came back to New York in 2010. My parents lived here. Uh, my father had passed away. My husband passed away down in Tennessee. So I kind of wanted to be closer to family, even though I don't like New York. It's okay. You know, <clears throat> not my favorite place. Tennessee is definitely home for me. But New York, is it, it's been working out just fine. And uh, so 2010, like I said, I, I came in. I actually, I actually did one of the first huge paranormal events that had been ever held here. And then I kind of took off. The paranormal events kind of took off like fire, which was totally fantastic, you know. Uh, and I kind of made my way through, through the different scenes up here. And... Auburn. Auburn was never my stomping grounds uh, as, a, as a teenager. 
Uh, it was just kind of, I always kind of went the other way. And my daughter had said, gee, mom, I really want to move to Auburn because she had classes and stuff that she wanted to take up here. She's an EMT and she's a firefighter and, and she, you know, and she does a couple of other things. And I was like, okay, you know, if you want to go to school up there and everything, and this is going to be an easier outlet for you, we'll go ahead and move up here. And it's a really, really interesting town. Uh, some people know it from the whole Harriet Tubman, uh, the Underground Railroad. Uh, was a huge thing here for Auburn. Uh, Auburn Prison uh, was the first electric chair ever used as far as the prison systems went. So it, it's got very, very unique history. This house I actually looked at six years ago and could not find out who owned it. It had gotten tied up with HUD. It had actually been abandoned for about 16 years. And she she was just standing here and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I have such an attraction to that house. And so I had my realtor put it in on her thing and nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, we had the Seymour Mansion come up, which that was a huge, huge deal. And it was going for 50000 And so I went ahead and I put a bid in on that and I made it up to the top 10. But I was like going, ah, I really want this other house. And I will be darned. Cards unfolded. Uh, I had made a shift change in some of the things that I was doing. And all of a sudden, here comes my realtor. And she's like, oh, my God, grab your coat. She says, we've got to go down. She says, we've got to go look at this house now. She says, your house is fixing to come up for auction. Well, the th and so I called a couple of friends of mine and said, come on, guys, let's go look at it because they're contractors. And and we did a walkthrough. The, she's got great bones, great bones. And it turns out that the auction was the next day and nobody else knew anything about the auction. So she ended up being mine, which, like I said, I had sights on her. So uh, it's very, very interesting. The history is very interesting. So what do you think about that so far? It definitely sounds like it was meant to be, right? It was a relationship that was meant to be. You were drawn to the house and it seems like it ended up in the right hands. And, and that's the whole thing. And what was even more uncannier. The property originally had gone, was awarded to a Civil War soldier by the name of uh, George Weaver. And George had built the barn. So the barn is actually goes back into the 1700s. His original home, the only thing that's left back there is just part of the foundation and a fireplace, which is just about adjacent to the barn. After he had passed away, another man had purchased the property and his name was George Casey. And he farmed it for a while. And then George Chase came out of Nantucket. He was a whaler from Nantucket, bought the property in uh, 1827. And uh, he started uh, building the home in 1830. He passed away in 1850-something. Uh, and his son finished the house. And it was completed because it was built in three different sections. And he finished it in 1860. And it stayed with the family for for quite a while. And as soon as the, the Chase family cut, kind of dwindled out, it started changing from hands to hands to hands, you know. So and then it's kind of hard to keep up with the history on that. But George Chase was actually he was uh, the coroner for here during the Van Nuys murders, which was some of the biggest murders ever to happen in the Cuba County area. So he was he was the coroner. He actually used the parlor here 
to allow because we didn't have funeral homes back then. So the parlor was used by people that couldn't, you know, didn't have a place to lay out their family members. And I kind of love it because the marks are still in the floor from the main table that they would lay the coffins on. And uh, <clears throat> so that's kind of unique. And it's it's odd because every once in a while we have a random gunshot that comes through and it's coming from the parlor. So and we've actually gotten EVPs of, oh, well, he's dead. <laughs> it's like, OK, unique things that have been found in the house. We found an old telegraph machine, and it turns out that the family was actually responsible for bringing the first communications, as far as the telegraph and stuff went, to the city of Auburn, which is kind of cool. Uh, We found uh, 1800s cans of sporting powder, is what they called it, which is actually gunpowder with the United States brand on them. So that's that's also kind of cool. So the whole fire system. The heat system that actually went to the fire department directly, those are all still in place. So the house has got a lot of unique qualities besides its guests that are left over. You know, they're, they're the people that lived here. I'm the guests, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a ton of history there. So when you purchased the home, you were just drawn to the bones and, and the house itself, obviously. Did you have any feelings that there was anything paranormal going on with the house before you That's bought exactly it? exactly why I bought it. That is exactly why I bought it. And it actually gets, uh, it actually even gets a little bit more uncanny. And I told my daughter, I said, because when I was checking out the Chase family history, because his name was George Brown Chase, uh, his grandmother's name was actually... Rebecca Brown. And my daughter's name is Rebecca Brown. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it turns out that they have the Coffin family in on, on their side also, which there was a John Coffin. My grandfather was J.C. Coffin. So I was going, this is like too uncanny, you know? So it's almost like we were kind of somewheres related, you know? You definitely... As I said, it, it's fascinating to me all the little nuances that have taken place in the before you even owned the place, and certainly things that you found out after. Oh, yeah. How, how long did it take when you moved into the home for for you to start having experiences? Actually, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. Uh, the first night that I spent here, I had two friends with me because we had just moved everything into the house, and us girls were like cleaning like crazy because no one had been here in like 17 years, so. Uh, I'm not a big spider fan. Uh, so I was like, okay, let's get this dust and, and everything out of here and, you know, give it a good once over. So we were cleaning and then got all of my stuff moved in. And we had spent the night in the parlor that night. I'm an early riser. I can go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and I'm still up by four or five o'clock. And so I was out here sitting here having coffee at the at the dining room table. And I thought one of the girls was up. And so I kind of like peeked around the corner and I was like, huh. And I thought, well, I wonder which one's up. And this woman walked out of the parlor wearing a long brown dress, dark hair, holding a candle light thing and walked from the parlor into the library and she was gone. So that was my first experience. And that was at like five, five thirty in the morning. Wow. So it didn't take long at all. <laughs> I know. Total full, full apparition. It was really funny because I had actually called this guy. It was, it's bizarre on how things go. I called, 
I want to put a patio out by the uh, barn. I want to put a stage in a patio and I wanted to do the concrete uh, stamp and stain. And I was like, okay, there's, you know, so I called this guy and this is, you know, the type of work that he did. And I said to him, I says, gee, I says, I'm really not for sure with New York. I says, I know the concrete, you know, the stamp and, and stain and everything is very popular down south, but how will it hold up for New York weather? So on and so forth. And then when we were talking and I said, well, could you come out and look at the area that I want to do? And and when I gave him the address, he said, that's not that big yellow old farmhouse across from the Gavis Center, is it? And I said, yes, sir. He says, oh, hell no. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> and when he found out that I was kind of worked the paranormal industry, he told me, he says, no, nope. he says, I won't go back to that house. He says, he says, you sound like a really nice person. He says, I'll work outside, but he says, I won't go back to the house. So him and his friend were actually working here on the front porch. Some people had bought the house out of Pennsylvania. I guess they were going to move in, but they ended up not moving in. This house had foreclosures back to back, just so you know, during. So no, but that's, you know, after the last family had lived here, that was it. But it had foreclosures. And they thought that this won't, they, they knew that the people were up from Pennsylvania and they thought this woman that came out on the porch and asked them, asked if somebody could come and help her move something upstairs. They thought it was like one of their moms, you know, one of the, the husband or wife's mother. And so they didn't think anything about it. And the one guy said, well, no, go ahead and follow her upstairs. Just go ahead and help her, you know, move whatever she's moving. And so he followed her upstairs and she went upstairs down the hall into a room and he came in behind her and there was nobody there and there was nothing in the room. And they were like, oh, holy crap, because they both saw her and it, they talked to her and it was brought up in daylight. Well, you, so. you don't get that often. I mean, just full bodied apparitions in general, to me, I think are fairly rare. But in broad daylight is I, I couldn't and this imagine. Was brought up in daylight. Well, you got to figure the lady that I saw, it was five, five thirty in the morning, you know. So now the, the place is, is very, very active. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just got through doing an uh, investigation here a, a couple of weeks ago. And the only ones that were left, because we had some people from the public in, and the only ones that were left was the investigators and myself. And we were all sitting around the dining room table. And we had an earthquake in the dining room. The whole dining room shook. The house is solid as can be. Nothing else shook. Just the dining room. And everybody was like going, oh, my gosh. And I was like, he says, I have no clue. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. But the only room that shook in the whole house was the dining room. Wow. And there was like six of us here. So, yeah. What are the type of activity are you getting? You mentioned EVPs. Are you having, I don't know if the word is friendly, but are they more benign encounters? Just that seem to be these full-bodied apparitions that are sort of going through the move. Motions Our or movement? EVPs are highly intellectual. They will carry on a conversation like you would not believe. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up 
and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, the first night that actually uh, Ron and and Brian and Kyle and everything were here, it was unbelievable because the guys didn't know. My electrician's name was Ed, and they were actually running a portal box, and they were having a full-blown conversation with this gentleman, and he even asked where Ed was. So the guys were like, who's Ed? I said, that's my electrician. <laughs> So evidently, and I had to laugh because my electrician wouldn't come here by himself either. So they've gotten really, really good, though. I mean, they can actually manipulate like the portal boxes. They'll turn them off. And then if you ask them to turn them back on, they'll turn them back on. And then you have to ask them to turn the volume back up and they'll turn the volume back up on them. So they they do. They also manipulate my alarm system. (laughs) I have ADT on the house. And it's strange because they'll set it off and nothing goes into the office with ADT. That's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard other accounts where people are having this issue in their home and these things are setting off the alarms. I, that's that's fascinating to me. It's almost, well, if you're getting full-bodied apparitions, I guess 
there's enough mass there to set off sensors, I guess, is what's happening? Uh, I don't know. You know, and I had to laugh because I think what they're doing is they kind of like watch over me, which is cool. You know, I have no problem with that. And I think I Auburn's gotten very, very bad, you know, between the COVID and all, everything that we've had happen since, you know, 2020, you know, with all the riots and everything. And so Auburn's gotten kind of bad. And uh, the neighborhood that the house is in is actually fairly a decent neighborhood. But stuff is happening in even decent neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So it's if somebody's around the house, they they will set the alarms off to make me aware. And generally, if people are on the outside and they hear the alarm system go off, they're going to leave. You know, they're not going to stick around because I do have the full sirens and everything. So so no, they'll they'll definitely set it off. And they, it's only happened like three times, you know. How often are you having activity? Is it something you just deal with daily and you've sort of gotten used to it? Or is it is it more sporadic? Is it do you see the actually they, they totally have respect for me. So it's like I, I can walk in and I always acknowledge them when I come in. It's like, hey, I'm home. You know, they're not overly noisy at night. Uh, every once in a while, I may get, you know, some children running down the hall or something like that. You can tell the difference in the in, in you know, in the sounds. And uh, but generally, for, for the most part, they're very, very calm if it's just me home. As soon as people come in and they start breaking out equipment, it's it's almost like a Beetlejuice thing. You know, it's like, OK, boys, it's showtime. You know? <laughs> 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 and they're definitely not disappointed. They're definitely not. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I don't know if I can. The, the, the video that just came out uh, from Exploring with Josh. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you've got to watch it. It's totally cool. They never left the second floor. They they never left the second floor. The whole night that they were here and they're coming back to do a part two. And it was only up for like five days and it had already had 139,000 hits. So, and it says, does evil, uh, it says evil lives here. That's the one you want to go watch. And that's actually the Chase Manor. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. So uh-huh. I, that was one of the questions I had for you as a, as a psychic medium, I've, I've talked to people in the past that have had to do a lot of work and be very vigilant in protecting themselves when they're in a home that's this active to just be able to sleep and then be left alone because you're super aware and you have this connection where they're able to disturb you almost at will. And I, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear, at least for you, that, that that's not the case, because I know that would have to be very tough for you being a psychic medium to not be able to cut it off. And, and it sounds like you have rather polite spirits, which is really good to hear. And actually, no, as a psychic medium, and I'm going to say this, and you know, it is what it is. I'm sorry, if you're a psychic medium, you should be able to shut it down. I, I work on I work on different cases, you know, uh, you know, with I had one family call me uh, their, you know, their son was dead. Uh, he was found. They, they didn't know whether he committed suicide or if he was murdered. Uh, so they were like at my house that morning, that morning when his body was found. And I was like, you know, I says, and as soon as this kid found out he could communicate with me. You know, you have to put up guidelines. You got to say, okay, I've got to go do this, you know, so I'll catch up with you later. So over a three-day process before his funeral, 
I was able to get all of the information that they needed to bring closure for themselves at his funeral. Uh, but you have to be able to turn this off. I could never imagine being a medium and not being able to turn this off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a very good point. You know, I think, I think some of the people I've talked to have certainly most, most of the people that have had that issue have done the work and figured out how to do that. And I think that's a very good point. If you, if you're actually doing the job that, that, and taking the responsibility that comes with that, you have to, you have to protect yourself for sure. And, and there's, there's a big difference too, you know, even with paranormal investigators, I've worked with Peter Canellis uh, with Finger Lakes Ghost Hunters for over 10 years now. And he's got a book out, it's called Ghosts Are Real, which has got some of our cases and everything that we've worked on together. But the whole thing is, is Peter was just a paranormal investigator, him and him and a friend of his and his family was all involved. And they had done a uh, investigation and the woman was so sick. She was so affected by everything that was going on. And Peter looked at one of the guys and said, we can't just leave this lady. We've got to do something. And he says, no, he says, look, he says, we're paranormal investigators. We can show her, yes, this is, she does have paranormal activity going on, but we can't do anything. And it had really bothered Peter. And when he had come home, my card actually kind of like ended up right there by his phone somehow. And Peter called me and he was like, can you please go with me to this lady's house? You know, and from that day forward, we have worked together. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just seen the woman in 2020 before all the COVID had started. And she was like, and with her sons, which they were grown now, God, time passes. <laughs> They're in college and married and kids. And, and, and her sons came in and gave me a hug and was like, Thank you. you. You don't know how much you mean to us because you saved our mother. When Peter and I go out on paranormal investigations, we go out because that's my job. I fix things. I figure out exactly what's going on, you know, what they're dealing with, and I fix it. Because a lot of people don't realize you buy an old house, old houses have got history. They've got spirits. They've got residue. Walls do talk. And, and, that energy stays for for years. And plus, we all have our own families that have crossed over and on the other side. And to me, those are our family members are our, when people talk about guardian angels, that's our guardian angel. This is who's watching over you. And if you come to me for a reading, they rat like hell on you. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to talk, if you're willing to to move into that shortly, I would like to talk about some of the cases that you've worked on and some of the people that you've helped it, it, as much as you can obviously talk about. But let's go back to the house for a moment. You, sure. You've been there and you, you've had these experiences. Can you talk about some of the things that have happened during some of the other investigations that you've had? And I want to get your thoughts on and, and if you can sort of share with us what you've been able to figure out about where this activity stemming from and maybe some of the entities or the spirits that you've picked up on the house that are actually still there and doing some of the, the activity. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic because of the fact that we have probably about eight children's spirits here as kind of what I figured out. And, uh, and they range from the age of four up to like 13. 
there is one adult that is very, very controlling with the kids because I know that we were running a portal portal box and we had all the lights and everything set up, the motion lights set up in the hallway off the dining room. And so someone had asked, you know, can you run down and 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 touch that teddy bear? And all of a sudden you heard a man tell the child and the child said yes. And the man said, don't touch it. So they have someone that kind of watches over them on the other side. But the kids love the music boxes. They'll set the music boxes off. Uh, they love playing with them. They love setting off the motion light. If you watch watch the one video uh, when Joe Rain one was here, it was so hysterical. It was, it was comical because he said, okay, I'm going to let you swear because I do have mouthy spirits, Okay. As he said, if there's any of the children here in, 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 in the toy room, he says, I, he says, I'm going to give you a deal. I'm going to let you say one swear word and we're not going to tell anybody else. And this boy came through and Joe's like, just give me one swear word. He says, and he says, we won't tell anybody. And he said, penis. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his swear word was penis. Ron with uh, Ghost Hunters Extraordinaire was actually out in the barn. He was up in the loft. Uh, this was at the some of the first investigations. Uh, did he provoke? Yeah, he did. Did he get what he had coming to him? Yes, he did. He ended. He was up in the loft. He was sitting on a rafter, and a spirit snatched him and held him. He yelled like four times. Turn me loose, turn me loose, turn me loose. And it finally turned him loose. And this is another thing to pay attention to. If it was anything evil, it would have never turned him loose. It would have knocked him off that beam. And I would have had another ghost because he would have went down through the upper floor and down to the bottom of the barn. You know, he's a big boy. Uh, so now I would have ended up with another ghost, which would have been okay. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But and then uh, after that, they have a skeptic, Kyle, that has never seen anything happen. And he was standing there and he saw Brian. Brian was they've gotten all the equipment and everything set up. And he's seen the shadow come up behind Brian. It was actually reaching through the back of Brian's neck. And Kyle was like, oh, man, this thing is like totally reach. He says, I see it. And it's like reaching like behind your neck, you know. All of a sudden, he got punched in the back. This is really, really uncanny because the last family that lived here, the man's wife had passed away and he had a lot of his grandchildren here. One of the biggest things with the house was his grandchildren were getting punched in the back. So is it not bizarre that Kyle got punched in the back? Yeah, that's definitely interesting. It is. It, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is like totally bizarre. For him to get punched in the back. And then later on, I was talking to some of the last family that lived here and found out that one of the big things was the children were getting punched in the back. And I was like, huh, because nobody knew about that. And I knew about Kyle getting punched in the back. But that's just like I had no clue. The first piece of mail that I had gotten in my mailbox was from a Muslim church out of West Virginia. And uh, I thought, oh, gee, the house has been empty for 16 years. Why would I be getting uh, a piece of mail from a Muslim church? You know, so I was thinking, OK, I'm not opening this. I'm not telling anybody about it. 
<laughs> and I brought it in and I just set it in the drawer. I, I kind of felt a little bit eerie about it. So that night we were running EVPs and all of a sudden we're, we're having a conversation with just regular people, you know, on the other side. And all of a sudden it went to Arabic. And one of the investigators here actually did some time over over there, you know, in the military. And he was like, oh, my God. He says, that's Arabic. And I just kind of looked and I was like, oh, you guys aren't going to believe this. I says, come here, let me show you what came in the mail. Well, it turns out the last family to live here was actually from the Iraq area. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't it? And that was like 16 years ago. Wow. What the heck? I want to talk to you a little bit about EVPs because I, I've had experiences in my life. I've, I've seen a UFO. I've had... I've lived in some houses that were definitely haunted and, and active as a child. And I've had some experiences. We we lived in a home when I was younger that had some demonic activity. I, the, the previous owners were into satanic worship and there was, a, we don't know exactly what happened in the house, but it was, there was definitely some very dark things that went on there. And I had some very dark experiences when I was a child, which sort of fueled my fascination with the paranormal and the unknown and things along those lines. Later on in life, my mom has lived in some places that she certainly, she's had poltergeist activity in some of the places that she's lived. And my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, has lived in places that it, she's had activity. They've, so right. they've, had way, they've had way more activity than I have. But in this one case, my sister lived in a place where she was having this activity. And my nephew, who was probably seven at this point, maybe eight, was seeing this shadow man. And uh -huh. he was very aggressive with my nephew and scared him often. So me being Mr. Billy Badass, I was going to be the paranormal investigator and go down with my iPhone. And we did a little stakeout overnight. And I'm pretty in tune to these things. And I've, I've had feelings in the past when I can sort of feel, you know, if something's going on, I have that hair on the back of my neck stand up and I don't want to be here kind of thing. I didn't feel anything when I went into the place. And it goes into your story. It's This is a long-winded way to get around to the provoking that Ron did in the barn when you talked about the, the entity that grabbed onto him. Right. I was doing EVP work with just my iPhone. You know, I was just recording and we got nothing all night for like two or three hours. But I walked down the hallway where Jaden's bedroom was, my nephew, and I was getting a little pissed off that we hadn't had any activity, frankly. So I started provoking and I kept saying, you know, you're scaring my nephew. I'm not scared of you. You're, you're, you're picking on a child. Why don't you come pick on a grown man? I'm not scared of you. I'm not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And nothing, right? So then I play back the recording on my iPhone and right. as clear as day... I said, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not scared of you. You hear, you should be. Now, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> grown man was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of here. So I, I guess, and I say all that to say, what, you, you clearly had a, a reaction. And what, what do you feel about these people that provoke? Do you have thoughts on that? Is, is that something you would definitely recommend people not to do? Okay, sometimes. Okay, and and this is so weird because okay, so so his bedroom was upstairs, right? Mm -hmm. And you go to the left. Mm -hmm. Has your sister had any more trouble? I'm getting he's he's a little bit grown now. Have they had any more issues? Are they still in the same house? No, they moved out almost immediately. 
but well actually that was probably the best thing because this entity's focus was that child and it totally when i was listening to you it totally kicked right with an, another case that i had done uh and it was odd because the the house that the woman had bought was actually a lodge it wasn't a masonic temple but it was another i don't know if it was like the knights templars or whatever I know when I had walked in, I picked up a fire, which we had actually found where the house did catch on fire. There was a little girl that passed away there, but there was more going on. And I was like, okay, I says, I says, no, I says, the focus is the boys. I says, the boys' bedroom. I said, the focus is the, is, is the boys' bedroom. I says, and this is something completely different. And it was actually a gentleman that was a pedophile that had lived there. And wow. when you were just talking about this, it just totally just I, I could see going up the stairs and I could see going to the left and down the hall a piece, you know, I was like, oh, holy shit. No. So this was actually it wasn't like anything that was conjured up. This was actually someone that actually lived there. You just gave me serious goosebumps. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate serious goosebumps when you were telling the story. So did we, did I say, I had to laugh because I said, oh, I said, so you like messing with little kids. You like messing with little boys. And it said, fuck you. And I was like going, okay. I says, is that all you got? I'm a Jersey girl. You know, I says, come on. I says, that's everyday language. You know, I says, so, so answer me. I says, do you like messing with little boys? And I had a male investigator standing next to me. And he said, yeah, I'm a grown man. You want to mess with me? And he went, touch me. <laughs> and this was loud enough that the, the, the group that was in the, in the living room downstairs actually heard it. That was with, without any equipment. Hey, everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It was just right there. And so once I got it figured out and everything, you know, we fixed it. Actually, the family, the kids are just about grown now. They've been raised in this house and they've been fine and they've been safe. But that's exactly what it was. And, and it could be purely coincidental. You know, I was in law enforcement for 16 years, so I, I'm a sort of a one-to-one correlation kind of guy. I'm an evidence-based. Oh, I got it. I'm an evidence-based person. person. And, you know, my nephew has had a lot of behavioral issues throughout his life. I mean, he's, he's 13 now and has a lot of issues. And those weren't really present before this experience. And I've often, you know, I put my paranormal hat on and I I go back and look and think, well, you know, did something happen to him that he, he was so young when they lived there, he really couldn't articulate what was going on, but he was seeing this, this shadow being all the time. And I just, I don't know what this thing whispered to him, you know, who knows what it told him. And, and it really bugs me that, you know, that, that could have been the case. And that, that's kind of the reason I was sort of getting pissed off, you know, when I was provoking because it was focused on him and it really was starting to terrify him and it was pissing me off. So I was like, Hey, I'm a grown man, you know, come mess with me. I'm not scared mm-hmm. of you. And I was like, well, you should be. And I was like, okay. Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, you know, cause like I said, you know, my job is when I go out on these cases is to fix things, finding out. Sometimes we have to get a little bit rude just to pull them out. And I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Well, I don't feel um, like such a dumbass now. I appreciate the validation. <laughs> 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 so I definitely want to be respectful of your time, but I do want, is is there any, I know you've been doing this for, for quite a while and I know you've worked on a lot of cases. Is there one or maybe two cases that have really stuck out and been really profound to you where maybe it was really bad poltergeist activity or just something really negative or maybe even a positive situation that that's come out of the work that, that you've been able to do when you're working with these folks? Actually, actually I had, I had one case and, uh, the woman was a nurse. She was driving down a main interstate and a young man actually had jumped off of a bridge and, ended up meeting her eye to eye as he was committing suicide. 
as she hit him and as he hit the highway. So, of course, normal reaction is she's jumping out. She's like, you know, trying to resuscitate him. You know, you're not going to die on my watch type thing. And it turned out this kid never felt like he belonged. I, I picked up on him right away. His his mother wasn't in the picture. She was already crossed over. He was raised by his father and his grandmother. And nothing he ever did was ever right. So it's almost like he felt like he didn't belong here. And no matter what he did and no matter what he tried to do to, to make friends or whatever, everything always screwed up for him. And this is the reason why he had committed suicide. But unfortunately... He felt so bad because of her compassion of trying to rescue him that he ended up going home with her, which only made things worse. And he was just trying to fix things. It was totally bizarre. His grandmother had passed. She had gone over to the other side. And actually, I'm a hypnotist. And I totally love the fact that I'm able to do this because a lot of times when people are affected, it has to be them to release that person and to be able to communicate with them. And we've, Peter and I have ran EVPs while we, you know, while we've been, while I've been doing this and being able to bring the person forward to where they could actually communicate and then let them go. You know, I'll I just go ahead and open up a door. Loved ones are able to come through from the other side and they're able to take them where they need to be and to, to bring closure to everything. I think that was probably one of the most outstanding cases. Uh, she's back to work. She's doing great. She's the woman's phenomenal. She was she actually taught kickboxing, women's self-defense courses. There was, you know, no, no issues until this had happened. And then she ended up with the haunting of the house. And uh, so that's probably one of the most phenomenal. I've worked on some missing persons cases. Uh, all of them, all just about all of them have been recoveries, uh, which I hate, but that's just the way it is. I worked, I got up one morning at five o'clock and someone was on and said, can someone please help me? My stepdaughter's mother is missing. And I actually worked on that. It took me 16 hours. It was from here to North Carolina, by the way. <laughs> hey, I know where that's at. Uh-huh, right? And uh, so I had actually worked on that. And it took 16 hours. And we, I, I, everything. And what was really sad about that was it was actually her son. It was an accident. They had gotten into an argument. And... He struck her and she hit the back of her head and she was dead and he didn't know what to do in a panic. He had hit her body. Yeah. So I've, I've worked on some pretty interesting cases. I think it's great that you're able to do what you do and offer people the closure that you're able to offer. And it's it's a service. It really is. And and I, I just want to say thank you because I think it's a very important thing that you do. And I think it brings closure and it brings peace to not only the people on the other side, but the people that are still here trying to live their life. So I think it's a phenomenal thing that you do, and I, I, I really appreciate you giving us the time and sharing your gift and sharing some of that with us tonight. So where can people find you? If, if somebody well, wants a reading or you know they want to learn more about the Chase Manor, where, where can they find you? Uh, just go on right on over to my uh, Facebook uh, under Lorna Reynolds, Auburn, New York. 
or we do have a Chase Manor page on Facebook. So they can go over to Chase Manor and they can see exactly what's happening, what's going on. You know, we're all doing the world's largest ghost hunt next weekend on Saturday night. And we're going to be live from midnight until one. So if anybody's tuning in on that, definitely. We're actually going to be running Facebook Live from 8 o'clock at night until 11. Then we're shutting down at 11 and getting ready for the world's largest ghost hunt, which, like I said, our time slot is from midnight until 1. You can either catch us, you know, in between or on Facebook or midnight to 1 on the world's largest ghost hunt. I will so, definitely be, be tuning in. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be tuning in. I, I suggest everybody go over and check it out on Facebook. Lorna, thank you so much for your time. It's been fascinating, and it's been an honor to talk to you. Great. I totally enjoyed it, and I'm glad I went ahead and found the time to do this tonight and, and connect, and yeah, most definitely. And that's it for tonight's show, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.